and I'll cut to the chase. This is purely satanic. Uh, the Democrat Party has been taken over by pedophiles and child mutilators and groomers, of course. And uh, even a lot of old school Democrats are horrified at where their own party has gone. Even they're asking, you know, how did this happen? Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very much for tuning in. That was Mike Adams, an icon in the real news business and a friend to truth and the republic. And I can tell you guys firsthand, Mike Adams is a fantastic guy behind the scenes, just as he is on camera. Friends, this is a very important discussion with the one and only Mike Adams. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments have made it their mission to stay on top of the most important economic news. Now, there were three bank runs in the last month. These are the second and third largest bank runs in U.S. history. The government is claiming to be taking steps to guarantee all deposits. But the bottom line is this, more money printing. The Fed is sitting on unrealized losses of $1.2 trillion on their $8.3 trillion bond portfolio. And it looks like the Fed may continue to raise interest rates, even if that means tanking the economy. These are frightening times. But do you know who are the ones who are not afraid? The people that have invested in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Now remember, there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee of any kind. So do your own due diligence. But I myself own precious metals. Gold is the most stable asset outside of any government control. And if you like silver, that's an option too. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to get their hands on gold. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com to secure your wealth now. And if you qualify, you can bag a free 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin with each gold or silver IRA. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGTReport.com, TheFazer.com, and TheLibertyMill.com. Just three of the many antidotes out there to corporate propaganda. Another great antidote to the corporate mockingbird mainstream media lies is Natural News and Brighteon. I have the founder of both on the line right now, a friend to truth. He's a scientist, an occasional InfoWars co-host, a Christian, patriot, and truth teller. Mike Adams, welcome back. Hi, Sean. It's always good to join you. Thank you for all your work. I watch quite a lot of your outstanding interviews, so I really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you so much. And, uh, you know, I've said it before publicly. I'll say it again. You have been a friend, a generous friend to this show and to Truthers for a very long time. You do a lot of nice things behind the scenes. I think like Donald J. Trump has done throughout his life, and you don't get a lot of credit for it like him. And I just wanted to say that publicly, Mike. Thank you. It, 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 it's all good. We're 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 on team humanity here. We help each other. Uh, and we, I think we can achieve victory together. And, and yeah, some of it's public, some of it's behind the scenes. It, it's all good. We, we all work for humanity. Well, I appreciate you. You know, when I got booted off of YouTube, I had 600 and I don't know, 50,000 subs, something like that. 2020. Do you ever wonder if you'd been allowed to stay on that platform? If I had been allowed to stay on that platform, if we had a level playing field, how big our channels might have gotten. Sometimes I do wonder, because lots of folks who have been yeah. able to stay on, you know, like Tim Poole, he's been able to navigate some of this nonsense and he's been able to stay on and flourish. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? How big our channels might have gotten. Well, absolutely. Uh, uh, clearly, you know, our channels, you and I both would have had at minimum tens of millions of, of uh, subscribers on YouTube by now. But I think a bigger question is, we still live in an environment where a lot of people self-censor so that they can stay on YouTube. 
And I know that's a conscious decision for some people for economic reasons, but I, I would like to encourage people. There are enough alternatives today. You know, you can go on a rumble and you can, you can earn money on rumble. You can go on uh, Brighton, my platform. Uh, we will have a monetary system uh, at, at some point this year actually uh, integrated, and it'll probably be a cryptocurrency. Uh, we can talk about that later, but you can go on a bit shoot. You can monetize through other ways. We are in an environment right now, you don't need YouTube anymore. So there's no reason to compromise your message and self-censor just to stay on YouTube. And besides, YouTube is going to continue to kick people off, especially as we move closer to the 2024 election. Uh, If you say anything that's opposed to Joe Biden or the Democrats pick, your risk of being censored increases. So why build your business on a platform that hates you and hates America and hates humanity when there are so many other alternative platforms now that uh, at least you should use as backup channels, if not your primary channels? That's, That's my take. Yeah, me too. I just think it's so interesting to watch these totalitarians, these authoritarians show their true colors because as, and you know, I think Tucker summed it up quite nicely in his two minute video that posted, I think at 8 p.m. the other night after he right. was fired from Fox, he was 100% right. He said, you become more powerful when you tell the truth. The more truthful you are, the more powerful you are. And it scares the hell out of this corrupt criminal system, Mike, doesn't yes. it? Well, absolutely. And, and that's why you know, I was censored early on. And by the way, you were one of the few people that actually defended me when I was among the very first to be deplatformed. Even this was before Trump even knew that this was happening. You know, Trump was kind of late to the game on this, not realizing that his supporters were being censored because he hadn't been censored yet. But I was one of the very first and they deplatformed me before they even deplatformed Alex Jones. And their hope was that they could crush us, myself and others and utterly destroy us and eliminate us from this, the space of uh, public debates and uh, information. And, and they failed because obviously, as you can see here, uh, in, in fact, um, to my crew, guys, can you show camera two? Let me show you our, our studio here. Uh, yeah, there it is. And, and we, you know, we built, this is just one small room in a much larger facility and we're building multiple studios and they have failed to take us down and we've only grown stronger and more resilient and more adaptive and smarter because of that. So yeah, you can go back to the regular camera now, but yeah, I just want to show you, you know, they haven't taken us offline and, uh, and frankly, you know, God is on our side. A lot of wealthy individuals, white hats, uh, entrepreneurs, innovators, freedom loving people all over the world are supporting myself and you and others. And that's why we're still here. Well, I think it's fantastic. That's a great looking studio. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to the audience, though, too, for finding us and sticking with us yeah. and making the effort to move over to Brighton and Rumble and BitChute and find the avenues like SGT Report. Come directly to our websites. Support us so that truth can continue because without truth, and again, Tucker hit it right on the head, truth is a universal law. It rises to the top every time and we will bury these people with the truth. So it's funny to watch them constantly bear false witness against their neighbor. They bear false witness against Donald Trump, against Tucker Carlson, against those that stand up against the trans insanity. By the way, guys, today in this conversation, I want to talk a little bit about the border crisis, which inevitably leads us to Chinese invasion, child trafficking rat lines. I want to talk about the trans insanity and the Trumps calling it out. I want to talk about the DNC announcing no debates for Sleepy Joe. He's the guy. Right. And I want to bring up Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because, you know, that attempt by the Democrats is to silence RFK Jr. Uh, Because if if 
Bobby Kennedy and, and Joe Biden were on the same stage at the same time, the contrast would be absolutely shocking. People's heads would explode because, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a compassionate, intelligent, articulate, pro-America, pro-human uh, hero. I call him an American hero, and I hope he wins the nomination for the Democrats. Uh, Joe Biden is, you know, a zombified, mummified, anti-human, anti-American, you know, a basket case, uh, uh, you know, corn pop stories or whatever. Uh, the contrast would just be alarming. If the Democrats had any honesty whatsoever, they should immediately hold debates and let RFK Jr. speak and present his ideas and show, you know, the, the truth about Joe Biden, which is that he's not qualified to even run his own, you know, private nursing home apartment or whatever, not much less the nation. And by the way, that's that's not an anti-Trump stance. I want to see a ticket of Trump and Kennedy together, actually. That's, that's what I said. Have you, you said the same thing? Yeah. I, I posited mean, it makes that that sense. might be a perfect idea because then you can draw some of these brain dead Democrats over and they're not all brain dead. A lot of people want to jump ship. They're just not sure where to go. And, you know, I've got a neighbor who formerly flew a Trump flag and he told me that he doesn't think Trump can win in 2024 because for some reason he's he's brainwashed into thinking that Biden did actually beat Trump because Trump is a divisive figure. I couldn't disagree more with that statement, but I want to show you what these mockingbird mainstream local media folks are saying. I've just got to show you this, Mike. You're not going to believe what the local mockingbirds are saying on the news. You know, they're just reading this right off the wire. I shot this right. two days ago on my television, off my television, and we had already known at that point that RFK Jr. has thrown his name in the ring. He wants to run for president. He wants to debate Sleepy Joe. Here's what the Mockingbirds just said on my local TV news. President Joe Biden has made it official. He's running for a second term for president in 2024. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Biden faces a smooth path to winning his party's nomination with no serious Democratic challengers. He's still set for a fight to retain the presidency in a divided nation. Does anyone still believe the demon rats and the DNC and the mainstream horror media are not the true enemies of the Republic? Are you kidding me? No serious Democratic challengers. What a bunch of pathetic prostitutes those people are, script-reading, non-player character, zombie lunatics. Um, you know, I'm sorry, that's just the truth. Uh, Joe Biden, you know, he, he's going to become the joke of history uh, in, in the history of the downfall of the American empire. Uh, the, the exclamation mark will be the Joe Biden fake-rigged presidency and how he destroyed a once-great nation. And whether we allowed him to do that. I mean, that's the question. There, there may still be time to preserve the republic and turn this around. I mean, sometimes I, I even accuse myself of irrational optimism and thinking there might be a chance. But we, we have to at least give it a, a shot to take this country back. If we don't, it will end. And I, and I mean, it will end for the ages. The, the United States of America will no longer exist. The currency will no longer exist. Uh, we will break up into region nation states. Uh, which is one reason why I'm in Texas, because I, I think Texas uh, will be a strong nation if it comes to that. I'm not rooting for the breakup. Don't get me wrong. I, I'd rather we uh, take back this nation for we, the people uh, who actually voted for Trump. You know, Trump won the, the election in 2020, no question about it. And so what we have instead now is, is a tyrannical criminal cartel regime that only uh, pretends to be legitimate as they are 
dismantling the nation with controlled demolition of the energy infrastructure, the food infrastructure, and the financial infrastructure every single day. We've got to stop it. Yeah, it's a banana republic. And uh, I want to play a soundbite here that, in my view, proves that Joe Biden is a traitor, right? So we're going to play a soundbite here from Donald Trump Jr. in a second. But first, let me just say, I, I got to get uh, Lisa McGee and Todd Callender and Ken Ferguson on with you, the attorneys, because uh, have you heard this, that the uh, they can't find any valid, signed, notarized oath of offices from anybody in the Biden administration? I've heard that. Yeah. So I'll get you hooked up with those guys if you want to have that conversation. Because- yeah, I'd love to. And I've interviewed Callender before. And, and yeah, he's a, he's amazing. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to do that. All right. I just want to play this because when we talk about this border crisis, not only are there Chinese military age men pouring through, the child trafficking thing is off the chart. So I want to play the soundbite here from Donald Trump Jr. in a second. But uh, we've been warning Americans this evil was coming for more than six years and demon rats laughed at us. And don't you find it interesting, Mike, that uh, you know some of these names, some of these people that are demon rats, they still get to flourish on YouTube. Uh, the Young Turds, for instance, Sam Cedar, David Pakman. Listen to this. David Pakman laughing at us about what's happening now. And DeLay said that he is aware of a secret memo from the Justice Department, which is going to legalize 12 new perversions. <laughs> I have the clip here from Newsmax TV. This is just fantastic. Well, we've already found a, a secret memo uh, coming out of the Justice Department. They, they, they're now going to go after 12 new perversions, things like bestiality, uh, polygamy, uh, uh, having sex with little boys and making that legal. Making that legal. So let me jump to the end of this clip and we'll let Pacman make the fool of himself that he is because now it's all coming to pass would surprise me. Yeah, of course, Steve Maltzberg, there's nothing at all surprising about a religious lunatic and obviously corrupt former politician floating obviously ridiculous lies, bestiality, polygamy, and legal sex with little boys. All right. So Pacman thought that was funny. Should I play this clip from Donald Trump Jr. now or do you want to comment first? No, go ahead and play this clip. I'd like more context. You got it. You saw last week, Washington Democrats wanted to take children away from their parents if they didn't go along with their gender affirmation surgery and insanity. And this week, Democrats in Minnesota are putting forward a bill that would open the possibility to pedophilia, to pedophiles being a protected category when it comes to matters of discrimination. Like being gay, you can't discriminate against a pedophile. That's today's Democratic Party. They actually got rid of language excluding pedophilia as a protected category. Oh yeah, guys, it's just a conspiracy theory, right? They have acronyms like MAPS, you know, Minor Attracted Persons, and YAPS, Youth attracted persons, they're making this stuff common vernacular. They're trying to normalize it. They're attacking anything that is good, just, and decent, and innocent about our country and our children. Just think about that. Why on earth would they want to eliminate that exclusion? Unless, unless they're for it. All right, Mike, I'm coming back to you. Yeah, David Pakman, he thought that was real funny back in 2016. And here it is happening in real live time. 
The demon rats hate our children. They're coming after our kids. Well, we've, we've covered this quite a lot, and it is horrifying. And I'll, I'll cut to the chase. This is purely satanic. Uh, the Democrat Party has been taken over by pedophiles and child mutilators and groomers, of course. And uh, even a lot of old school Democrats are horrified at where their own party has gone. Even they're asking, you know, how did this happen? How did uh, the, the D become synonymous with, you know, pedophilia and child mutilations? Uh, th- this is, I think, uh, Lucifer sort of rearing his, his ugly head and saying that he has dominion over your children. And there is an occult element to our modern medical system, uh, the abortion industry in particular, but also organ harvesting and the organ trade that goes hand in hand with the human trafficking. Uh, I know you've interviewed a lot of people. I've, I've been interviewing Michael Yan and others that document the United Nations funded migrant camps in Panama and other countries uh, through which human trafficking takes place to bring more bodies, more children, more organs to the United States. Many of those children disappear. Uh, they end up being sold off uh, for, uh, you know, as like uh, sex farms, sex slaves, uh, sex dungeons that are very often linked to Democrats and all their spirit cooking and all, all their Luciferian insanity. None of this is a conspiracy theory. This is the way that these radical Democrats operate. Again, not all Democrats. I'm not painting them all with the same brush. But this is spreading throughout the Democrat Party, and it now, I think, represents more than the majority of the Democrat Party at this point. Uh, they celebrate child mutilations. They, even many Democrat parents, they want their own children to be mutilated so they can parade them around as trophy kids to say, oh, my child is, is transitioning. You know, aren't I so wonderful? I'm a virtue signaling parent. Um, so they, they, they allow their children to be mutilated so they can score social points in their you know, libtard social group. And that is some sick, twisted criminal behavior. And I hope, this is my hope, Sean, that whoever we can, if we even have an election in 2024, if we can get somebody like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or Donald Trump into the White House, or both of them, whoever it is, we must call for criminal prosecutions of these parents and these surgeons that are mutilating children for their virtue signaling points. It is a crime against children and a crime against humanity. Even, I almost hate to bring this up, but even Adolf Hitler, as evil as he was with his ethnic cleansing and gas chambers, he even he did not mutilate the genitalia of children because that's too crazy for Hitler, not too crazy for the Democrats. That's where we are today. Well, I don't think you're overstating it at all. In fact, I think the hour is so late that you may be understating it to the degree that these people are beholden to pure evil. And again, it's just basic logic. Either there is a right and a wrong, a black and a white, an up and a down, an inside and an out, or there's not. Okay, you cannot conflate that a man dressing up like a woman is a woman. It's nonsense. But that is that Luciferian trick they play right they're turning everything upside down and there's one person who's willing to stand in the gap for those kids donald j trump now do you think it does anybody really believe what's going on in this country i will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states how could you vote for joe biden 
How could anybody that I guess you have to be insane or Luciferian at this point to vote for more of this, Mike? So that's that's not even a metaphor. Uh, I, I believe that some significant portion of the U.S. population, it, they've been lobotomized by the booster shots. They've been terrorized psychologically by the media. Many of them have been demonically infested or influenced. You know, there are different forms of demonic infestation. It's not always total control. Sometimes it's influence. And uh, as you know, it's, it's, it's easy for satanic influence to take over people when they embrace evil. It's kind of like an opening. You know, it's like an invitation for satanic forces to come in and take them over. So I, I quite literally believe that when we walk around society right now, and you, let's say you see 100 people at the grocery store, uh, there might be 20 of those people that are no longer human uh, in the sense that they are demonically infested, no longer having the human circuitry of empathy and compassion that they were once born with, but has been burned out, taken over, compromised. And, and they're actually being directed or driven by, uh, frankly, you know, uh, demonic forces that are, uh, by definition, interdimensional. You know, they're not, they're not of this 3D world that we know they are from another dimension, the hell dimension, and yet they, they are intruding, they're entering into this realm and taking over people's thoughts, motivations, and decisions. Because otherwise, I cannot believe that a normal human being could chop off the genitalia of their own child. That has to be a demon, has to be. And there's a, there are an increasing number of those people walking around society today. Well, and how about the medical professionals, for lack of a better word, quote unquote, doctors that would perform these surgeries? To me, they're akin to the same monsters that perform abortions every day for their job, for their livelihood. And you know this trans insanity. They're coming after our kids for a variety of reasons. They want to wreck the families. They want to control the kids. They're into pedophilia. And they like making money on these surgeries. I think these are, you know, $100,000 surgeries or more. Well, and th those are the medical mutilators that you refer to, and, and I've already commented, I think they should be uh, arrested and charged with crimes against humanity. Uh, however, the, the, the other important thing to recognize in this is that if they are willing to mutilate their own children, what are they willing to do to their political enemies? And what we need to understand is that there is a day coming, I believe, where there will be a communist attempted activation slash takeover day in the United States. Uh, we already know there are 500,000 CCP operatives that have infiltrated the United States that are, uh, they, they, they've they invaded corporations, they sit on corporate boards, they sit in, in government positions in liberal states, they are in society, they're waiting for orders from the CCP to activate, they have uh, weapons uh, stashes uh, all over the country, they, they've got full fully automatic weapons, uh, some of which have been seized by Customs and Border Protection, being shipped in from China. They have mortars. They have surface-to-air missiles. My intel says they have uh, high-explosive vests. They have uh, dirty bomb explosive suicide vests. They work with Mexican, uh, some drug cartel individuals, and there are some radical uh, Middle Eastern terrorists that are part of this migration coming across the border. So there, there's going to be a day where there will be an attempted communist purge. And when that day comes, you need to understand you're not just fighting for America. You're fighting against people that mutilate their own children. And if they catch you, what will they do to you if they're willing to cut the penis off their baby boy? 
See, this is what you need to understand. You're not fighting humans. You're fighting demons at that point. And that day's coming. Man, you resonate with me. And the things you're saying are so right in tune with what I've been thinking. I've been talking about the weather underground, right? And the admission from Bill Ayers that when they got their new communist government, when they took control of our sitting government, of our republic, they would need to reeducate 30 million people. And those that couldn't be reeducated to the new ways of thinking would need to be terminated, executed. That's what they said. Right? So look, I want to just paint the picture. And I said it earlier, Joe Biden is a traitor. And if you were the Chinese, because mark my words, the CIA, this government, if China was doing what Joe Biden is doing, if they just opened their borders and were allowing anybody through, the CIA would probably be flooding China with people they could use to help right. bring down China. So I think Joe Biden is absolutely, by definition, a traitor. By the way, Mega, me, Mike Adams, we're not the only ones accusing Biden of being a pedophile. His own daughter and son are. His daughter wrote that she was afraid to take showers because he might get in the shower with her when she was practically a grown woman, Mike. Yeah, well, and and you're exactly right. But I would also add, look, um, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is the greatest, uh, I should say the most evil, the most egregious human trafficker in human history. Uh, uh, that man should be prosecuted and behind bars for enabling massive human trafficking, which results in organ harvesting and sex dungeons and sex trade. Uh, and Mallorca just sits there and won't even answer Senator Ted Cruz. I'm sure you saw that interaction. Ted Cruz is demanding, you know, isn't this a problem that we have wide open borders? Isn't Doesn't this cause violence in America? Doesn't this result in more human trafficking? And Mallorca would just, he, he would refuse to answer any question why he is a traitor. He is, in my opinion, he is a, a criminal human trafficking mastermind who is personally uh, working to maintain open borders for the purpose of invading and occupying the United States of America and feeding the child trafficking money generation system that funds Democrat reelection campaigns in California, Oregon, and Washington. And if you don't think that the California Democrats get their laundered money through child trafficking operations, then you don't know Jack. Because that's how they pay people off. That's how they fund the election thefts in California. Look, even in California, the Democrats don't have popular support. They have to rig everything. And how do they pay people off? It's dirty money. Some of the dirty money is drug cartel kickbacks. Some of the dirty money is laundering through China with kickbacks to the, you know, to, to the Newsom group and so on. But other dirty money comes from human trafficking and uh, sex trade. And that money gets funneled up into the hands of, you know, I'm, I don't even need to name them. All, all the top Democrats in California. They're all they all have their fingers in the pies of human trafficking and child sex trade. It's sick. It's so horrifying. And woe unto them who call good evil and evil good. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ray Epps here in a second. But eighty five thousand unaccompanied illegal immigrant children have gone missing officially. Under Biden, 85,000 children, Mike. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the horror shows going on around the world where these kids have ended up? Can you imagine the horror show going on? I'm talking pits of hell stuff. And these yeah. are the same people, the David Pacmans, the CNNs, the people that would laugh at us and tell us Pizzagate and Pedogate were a conspiracy theory. Nobody's diddling kids. Nobody's trafficking in kids. And they would laugh at us. And now the whole world knows that's what they're up to. Well, I mean, think about it. These are the same people that, that affect tremendous censorship while they say they're not censoring 
and they, they will grill, you know, uh, Chinese TikTok. Well, I guess he's a Singaporean guy, the CEO of TikTok. They will grill him in the U.S. Congress and say, how dare you censor searches about the, the Uyghurs in, in China? As if the U.S. government isn't demanding censorship here in the United States of people like you and I. Are our own representatives so oblivious to the censorship that has been demanded by the White House and the federal government and the CDC and the FDA uh, and and other agencies? Uh, DHS has engaged in tremendous censorship. And yet our representatives act like censorship only happens in China or that, that organ harvesting only happens in China. No, it happens in hospitals right here in America every single day right under your nose, just like they mass murdered people with COVID diagnoses and put them on ventilators and drown them in their own lung fluid, drown them to death because they, they could get an extra 500K at a California hospital. They murdered Americans for a paycheck. What do you think they will do to you if they can disarm you and then come for you? What do you think they will do to you? They won't just kill you. They will torture you because they are demonic, they are filled with rage, they are evil creatures that don't belong on uh, any realm, much less earthly realm. They, they belong in hell, which is where they came from. Hey friends, just a quick break and a word about our sponsor. I think most of you know that de-dollarization has begun, but most of your friends, neighbors, and colleagues probably don't. The dollar's dominance is fading by the day. China, Brazil, India, Japan, even France have announced they're moving away from dollars as the major trade unit. The writing's on the wall, and these are scary times. But do you know who are the ones who are not afraid? The people that have invested in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Now remember, there's always a risk of investment, and there's no guarantee of any kind. So do your own due diligence. But I myself own precious metals. Gold is the most stable asset outside of any government control. And if you like silver, that's an option too. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to get their hands on gold. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com to secure your wealth now. And if you qualify, you can bag a free 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin with each gold or silver IRA. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, that's why I keep bringing up the weather underground. Okay, it was back in the 70s where they stated what they would do to us if they took control, and they have taken control through a coup in 2020. But uh, all right, guys, just so you know, I do want to talk to Mike about the collapse of cities and culture, mobs of young people rioting, looting stores, and times aren't even bad yet in the United States. Imagine (laughs) if the dollar begins to hyperinflate. We'll get back to that in a second, but I want to discuss just briefly Ray Epps with you. You know that uh, 60 Minutes did a soft piece about Ray Epps the other day. He's a great guy. Leave him alone. He's a great guy. The only guy calling for violence that day, the only guy calling for people to go into the Capitol, and the only guy who was never indicted, he's not sitting in a D.C. gulag. Well, I'm wondering if this isn't why. Mike, have you heard this? He's got an adopted daughter, evidently, named Tiffany, who alleges that her adopted father, James Ray Epps, is a pedophile. Listen to this. His name's James Ray Epps. It's, everybody keeps calling him Ray, and that might be why people can't find shit on him, but his name's James. So, hmm. I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see oh. how... When the last time have you possibly spoke to him? When did I speak to um At my brother's funeral six years ago. Okay. Wow. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It um it's just 
So after, yeah, of course, yeah, that, that's redundant. I was going to say, you know, after, you still ain't speak to him after J6 and all that. That's I don't crazy, speak to him because he's a, mm. he's a fucking pedophile. That's why I don't speak to him. All right, I'm coming back to you. Uh, it sounded like Tiffany had a lot more she was willing to say about that, and uh, I don't have the full interview, but at least in this two-minute clip, the interviewer then begins to say, well, that makes sense because this, that, and the other, so we don't hear more from Tiffany. I've invited her on via Twitter. Hopefully, she'd come on my show. She's not responded. But uh, look, if what Tiffany is alleging is true, kind of makes sense that the mainstream horror media would go easy on this guy. <laughs> well, look... Um... I mean, this is the first time I've heard that audio, and I don't know those two voices. I don't recognize either one, the man or or the woman. And so, you know, I I, I would need to do more due diligence to comment on that, you know, j- just to be transparent about it. Uh, I know that you you conduct a lot of due diligence. I hope you get Tiffany on. I'd be interested to learn more about that. But until I know who those voices are, I don't I can't say whether that sounds legit to me or not. I don't know. I'd have to learn more. Right. And that's why we will use the word allegedly a pedophile, according to this person's testimony. So we'll try to get Tiffany on herself if we can do so. She's on Twitter. She does have a Twitter page and she does identify herself as this person, Tiffany Epps. All right. So I want to talk to you about the collapse of our cities and culture. Isn't it astounding to watch what these people are doing to Targets and Walmarts? Now, a lot of this is because Democrats have removed law and order. You can steal anything you want in California as long as it doesn't exceed a thousand bucks. Nobody's going to respond. It is causing the collapse of our society, and it's all on purpose. Imagine how bad it will get, Mike, if we hit hyperinflation. Things aren't even bad here yet, Mike. We're seeing retailers first; they're locking up everything, and and of course, once they lock up everything, they're going to go out of business. And so, we're going to see a mass evacuation of these retailers out of these cities. They're run by Democrats that are already collapsing into mass violence and lawlessness. Uh, the police are defunded. The criminals are empowered with pro shoplifting, you know, laws. Like you can shoplift up to a thousand dollars in many of these cities, and you can't even be prosecuted for that. Uh, so, if you're a retailer, why would you even stick around? Now, now here's what's going to change, Sean. As the the targets and the WalMarts and the Best Buys and, and whatever uh, Home Depot, they they move out. Costco, then you're going to see grocery stores doing the same thing because as food inflation continues to worsen, and I think we're going to see roughly a doubling of food prices every 12 months for the next couple of years, seriously, double like 100% annual inflation is very realistic for what's coming. Uh, you're going to see flash mob looting of grocery stores, especially of the meat sections where there's a lot of value, you know, very expensive meat now. So grocery stores are either going to have to turn into kind of police state prison systems where you're not allowed to enter unless they check your ID or hold your ID or scan your iris or whatever. And only then you're allowed to shop in the store or they're going to have to shut down and move out. And then and that's going to happen to a lot of stores and you're going to end up with these retail deserts in these lawless cities, which will utterly collapse. You won't be walking distance to any sources of food or products. It will be kind of like an escape from New York scenario. You'll have violent youth mobs trashing everything, smashing cars, looting whatever is still left behind. And it will be a no-go zone for the police for political reasons. And in those zones, you'll have massive rapes, Uh, That's where the child sex trade will actually take place. You'll have open air uh, 
uh, human trafficking markets where people will buy and sell other human beings in these cities protected by Democrats because no police are allowed and where anything goes, any crime, any level of prostitution, rape, looting, murder, violence, the purge, you name it, these are going to be no-go zones. And of course, the guns will only be in the hands of the criminals because law-abiding citizens won't be allowed to defend themselves. So there's going to be a mass exodus out of these areas and, and it's already, it has begun. It's frightening. And it reminds me what's going on in these cities reminds me just a little bit. You can comment on this or not, but just an aside, it reminds me of Operation Crimson Mist with the Rwandan genocide when uh, technology was used to foment this kind of violence. I'm not exactly sure how they did it, but I know the technology exists. I worry about 5G, but I worry about also vaccines targeting empathy in kids' brains. Because we're seeing so much violence and craziness now. I've said to my wife for a long time, I think the witch doctors at Big Pharma have been practicing and working on and uh, honing the science to target our kids' brains, the frontal lobe, or wherever empathy lives. Because we're seeing a precious lack of lack of empathy now with these mobs. And I don't know if you've seen all these black people beating each other up and black people attacking white people. It's all over Twitter. And there's no more empathy. You can't have a society without empathy. Well, some of that, don't forget, is just simple low-tech fluoride poisoning that's been going on for a long time. But you're right. There are other high-tech components. Uh, I do believe that electromagnetic uh, pollution or weaponized systems, you know, targeted 5G signals, can activate people once they've been implanted with uh, certain types of nanocircuitry. Uh, and there, there can be many ways in which people are exposed to that or, or in which they might even uh, consent to that, like people wanting to be microchipped for convenience, for example. Well, what else goes along with that microchip? Uh, that microchip is a two-way uh, system. It's an antenna to receive information as well uh, or to, you know, to receive broadcast signals. And, and so is your phone. Uh, your phone can broadcast and receive, and it can even broadcast uh, in in the inaudible spectrum of audio. So there can be high-frequency uh, audio broadcast by your phone that can do things such as alter your emotional states. So uh, inaudible but high-frequency stress induction from mobile phones could be one of the strategies to try, just try to cause mass chaos in a city. It doesn't have to be exotic alien technology. It could just be you know, you know, like those devices you buy to, to chase mice away because it's high frequency sounds. Uh, that technology has been around forever. That can be reproduced by your phones on command. And most people have phones that are run by Google and Apple. They don't even really control their own operating systems or the, the, the data or the metadata of those phones. So I, I think you're right, Sean. I think there's, there, there are going to be times where there is deliberate incitement of violence in the streets at the most opportune time for politicians to use that to grab power and declare martial law. And, and if, if Trump is the nominee on the Republican side, by the way, and Trump is running for president again, I mean, I know he's running now, but if he, if he gets the nomination and he is the candidate on the Republican side, you are going to see left-wing riots that will make the, uh, the 2016 riots look like a walk in the park. And it, it's all by design. It's all being planned. And, uh, chaos, chaos is what the powers that be want for sure. Yeah, it'd be a Soros color revolution, wouldn't it? I mean, that's what they want to foment. Yeah. Yes, you got it, you got it, yeah. and that's why they want disarmament of uh, law-abiding citizens before that day comes. And you know, Washington just passed a, a law banning AR-15s and AK-47s, which are exactly the kind of tools that law-abiding citizens and law enforcement would need 
to deal with an actual war on America. They, they want to ban the most effective weapons at community defense, uh, just from, but just from the hands of law-abiding citizens. All right. Just a couple yeah. more things before we go. I want to talk to you about people dying suddenly in turbo cancer. But after that, I want to talk to you about ways folks can protect themselves. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about crypto, but uh, let me just do a screen share. I don't have Dr. William Makis's Twitter up right now, uh, but he's the one that brought turbo cancer to my awareness. But uh, here's one from Aaron Elizabeth at Health Not News. 16-year-old diagnosed with leukemia dies the same day. So we see turbo cancer now. We see people dropping dead of cardiac arrest, all ages, mostly young people, by the way. And the mainstream horror media is just fine with all of it. They ignore it. And I know you've interviewed Ed Dowd. I have his book sitting right here, Cause Unknown. Well, yeah. we know the cause, don't we? Uh, yes, we do. And, and, and actually, I think there's a really interesting article by uh, Jenkins at the COVID blog where he's talking about why we may have already lost approaching a billion people on this planet, but the population figures are being fudged to cover up that fact. But when you look around society right now, like if you're a small business, you're trying to hire somebody to work. Nobody wants to work. There aren't enough applicants. Uh, why are they shutting down maternity wards all over the country? Uh, why are, why is FedEx shutting down pilot operations? You know, business is so much slower. There's so much economic slowdown. There are you know, fewer people having babies. Uh, the bye-bye the baby retail outlet, which also, by the way, sounds like an abortion clinic uh, slogan to me, but uh, it's called bye-bye baby. They've shut down or they're, they're in bankruptcy, shutting down all their stores. Why? Because there's not enough new babies coming in for parents to, you know, to support a retail outlet that has uh, baby goods. So we don't have the births that we used to have. There are more spontaneous abortions. There are fewer people in society. Uh, and you just look around. We all know of people who have died since taking the vaccine. All of us. We, you know, we can we can all make mental lists of the people around us that that are dead now. And you multiply that that out by eight billion people, and there's a, some significant portion of the human population that's no longer with us. And so, what if, what if this is like the covert depopulation? It's happening. You can see it, but the media tells you nothing's happening. It's all fine while America is slowly turned into, you know, collapsed dystopian ghost towns. You know, are we on that path? Maybe so. It looks like it. All right. Well, let's talk about preparing and prep and, you know, escape plans. I mean, I, in my view, God help you if you don't have an escape plan and you live in downtown Chicago or perhaps downtown New York or Philadelphia or where else, Seattle. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I want to stay. I want us to fight to regain our republic, fight peacefully and proactively to flush out these demon rats and the rhinos and the globalists, the Soros types. All of these people need to go. I hope they're all brought to justice. We want to bring our republic back. But God forbid any of the things we've just talked about actually come to pass. What would you recommend? And we're going to talk a little bit about crypto in a second. But what would you recommend people do? We know gold, silver, guns. We got it. Storable foods. I have some of your Patriot buckets. But what do you do? What is the ultimate bailout plan? What is the backup plan? I mean, do people, I think I've talked to people that are ready to go to Mexico, Mike. People that are already going to El Salvador where Max Kaiser is and they made Bitcoin legal currency. Uh, people are getting afraid and people are starting to think about expatriating. But so many guests I have on say there's nowhere to run. We have to stay. We have well, to regain I, the republic. I think that's the correct answer. There's nowhere to run. But also, let me give a sense of optimism to those listening. 
I believe that you know the, the the globalists will not succeed at killing seven billion out of eight billion people. I think they probably will succeed at one to two billion, and that's already underway. But the truth is, it doesn't. It's not that hard to to survive this. Believe it or not, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to learn to grow food. I mean, you know, your ancestor did it long before the internet, long before YouTube. They were growing food and they made it, and you're here, right? Uh, it, it's not that difficult to become proficient in self-defense with a firearm. It's also not that difficult to convert your fiat currency into off-grid money systems, uh, which might just be gold and silver, might be land, might be seeds, might be barter items, might be certain types of crypto, privacy coins, things like that, that maybe we could talk about. But there are lots of options if you just take steps to do it. It's not that hard to have extra storable food sitting around. You know, It, it just takes some planning. It's not that hard to learn basic emergency off-grid medicine or to have off-grid communication solutions. You know, I, I mean, I've done, I've done a whole free audio book. If you don't mind me plugging, it's called Resilient Prepping. Uh, people can download it for free, resilientprepping.com. You can download all the MP3 files and listen to the whole thing. I talk about all these things. And, and the truth is, it's not that difficult, which means that you and I, Sean, and your audience, you know, we are the survivors. We're the ones that are going to be hard to kill. And we've proven it because we're still alive right now, right? I mean, they didn't kill us with the jabs. They didn't kill us with the violence. We're still here. So we're going to be very hard to kill, which is great news because we're, we're the ones who are going to have to rebuild the system after this collapse runs its course. I don't think we can stop the collapse, Sean. I really don't. I think we're going to lose uh, the dollar currency. I think we're going to lose the United States of America government as it's currently structured. I think we're going to lose the union of the 50 states as currently structured. Maybe it will reform again and come back together. But the system that we know right now will not last much longer. But when we survive this, then we get to choose how we work together to rebuild America, to have a new system structured in decentralization, and to stop the, the, the corruption and the rigging and the lies and the deception and the demonism and the censorship and all these things that brought this nation to its knees, we, by being survivors, we will get to make these decisions about what to do next. We're not going to build back better either, like the globalists want us to do. We're, we're going to build a new, well, a country inspired by the original vision of the United States of America, a constitutional republic just reformed with decentralization. That's what I see coming. I think it's possible too, and thank God for our 10th Amendment, right? So we've got so much evil coming from a corporate federal government that is out of control and clearly criminal in my view at this point. The states can nullify, right? We the people have the power. The founders gave us that gift. So I do still have a lot of hope. And I guess one last question for you is what are the state's powers to issue currencies, maybe gold-backed, silver-backed, or even crypto-backed, Bitcoin-backed currencies in lieu of a dollar collapse and a federally mandated or central bank digital currency, a a, a slave coin, a track-and-trace coin? Nobody wants it. The world is already really rejecting it. Uh, I think it's Russia. And what did I read the other day? Is it Russia and Iran are talking about a gold-backed cryptocurrency, a gold-backed stable coin. So yeah. the world is not going to buy this Federal Reserve central bank digital currency. And I think you've come a little bit full circle on crypto and Bitcoin. Maybe we can talk about Epic Cash, Bitcoin. I was listening to an interview with Mike McGlone, who just called it, and he was a skeptic too for a long time. Now he's a Bitcoin guy. He wants it in his portfolio. You need exposure to this stuff. He says, Bitcoin is global digital collateral. 
And he says the low side risk right now is probably 20,000 on the downside, but he thinks it's going to 100,000 for sure. Is that Mike Maloney? Is that who you're talking about? No, Mike McGlone. I can play the clip for you. I can bring it up. But uh, he says, as the banks are breaking down, Bitcoin is breaking up. And he thinks it's very interesting. I'll just do a screen share and then we can talk about this. The reason I bring it up is because the powers that ought not be, people like Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler, by the way, has been very adversarial, even vicious in his targeting of crypto companies. He is not willing to give clarity to this space. And Elizabeth Warren has probably stated on her own website, she's building an anti-crypto army. See, so <laughs> yeah. for me, right. I look what the enemies do and say, and then I look at these things that you know maybe even my own audience used to call evil, and I say, well, wait one second. Maybe this is a real escape valve for people. Certainly Bitcoin has been if you bought it at 300 when I first started recommending it. So what do you think? Bitcoin, Epic Cash, crypto, what's the future? Wow. Well, so my thinking on this has changed dramatically because of world events. So, so first, uh, I, I was never in any way opposed to decentralization technology. I, I often stated this. I was opposed to the, the hype of like everybody buy in. You're all going to be rich. You know, mortgage your house, jump in now. That really turned me off because I don't like the speculation side. Of, of hyping a bunch of shit coins, to be honest, because a lot of that happened. Sam Bankman fraud, you know, we saw FTX and Three Arrows Capital and Terra Luna. There was, there was just endless shit coinage taking place across that industry. The good news is that because of the FTX collapse, a lot of that has actually burned itself out. And I think that cryptocurrency is moving into a far more mature phase right now, which I call the phase of utility, where we find the value in the coin is not the speculative price increase, but the value is in its properties of being able to have rapid transactions, mobile uh, mobility of the wallet, and also the fact that the banking system can't claw that money back, can't limit your withdrawals, can't limit where you spend your money, and the government can't take that money from you. Now, so non-confiscatable uh, cryptocurrency is what I would support. Now, importantly, this forces me to distinguish between Bitcoin and other types of coins. So, so Bitcoin suffers from a pretty significant issue of the blockchain being public, you know, fully public. Anybody can trace the history of the coins that you received. Where did those coins go before that? Were they used on the Silk Road, right? Are those coins tainted? And that gets to the question of fungibility, which is why as I'm, I'm doing a lot of due diligence, I'm looking into Epic Cash. You know, I've looked at Monero. I've looked at Zcash. Uh, I've looked at Pirate Coin and or, you know, pirate chain, excuse me. And as I, as I look at these, I'm trying to understand uh, the, the actual utility of these systems. Is it unconfiscatable? Is it truly private? Is it fully fungible? Is it scalable? Is it durable? You know, all these properties that are important. So uh, I'll just say this, and uh, this is kind of early for me to announce this, but I'll go ahead and share it with your audience, Sean. Uh, and thank you for asking me about this. Um, we plan to implement, as soon as we complete our due diligence, we plan to implement uh, multiple decentralized technologies into our ecosystem. Uh, for example, accepting payment at healthrangerstore.com in uh, various decentralized coins, especially privacy-oriented coins or coins that have privacy properties. Because, and, and here's why this is really critical, Sean, because there will be food rationing put in place by the government, they will limit how much food you're allowed to purchase. 
And if you have privacy-oriented coins and you want to make additional food purchases without the government knowing that you have this extra food, I believe you have the right to do that. And so with my store uh, embracing decentralized, privacy-oriented currency, we will be able to ship you food that the government doesn't know you bought. And that's your right as far as I'm concerned. And, and I believe in helping people stay alive during this. And it may come down to how many calories a day that you can acquire. And decentralized cryptocurrency may actually be a life-saving technology to enable people to do that. So that's kind of the overview of where I stand right now, Sean. All right. Fantastic. And just so the audience knows, the reason I mentioned Epic Cash as you know a possibility for people to explore is because I think you've interviewed Max, the guy, uh, Max Freeman, the guy behind Epic Cash. I've interviewed him. Uh, I think that there are some things that have been, uh, let's say, I think that's a technology that maybe has addressed some of the shortcomings that Bitcoin does have. But I just want to say this for the audience. Uh, guys, the reason we're having this conversation at all about crypto is because it is also a hedge against the collapse of your local currency. In our case, the dollar, right? So Bitcoin price is absolutely surging in these nations that are experiencing hyperinflation. Lebanon, Argentina, Turkey, and Pakistan. Actually, let let me underscore that, Sean. Um, Bitcoin has become an off-ramp for those who, who want to preserve their assets away from the collapsing local banking system, as you just showed. I think it's absolutely correct. This was another thing that, that really convinced me of the importance of decentralized cryptocurrency as a means of uh, rapid digital exchange is the three banks that have already collapsed in the United States so far this year, I believe we'll have at least three more bank collapses before the end of this year. And as these banks collapse, remember Janet Yellen said that she will choose which banks to bail out. She will choose. So why would you want to keep your money in a system that is just a ticking time bomb that might collapse, might not collapse, might get bailed out, might not get bailed out. You might not be able to access it. What if you donate to the Canadian truckers? Are they going to seize your bank account or lock it up? I mean, forget it. Forget it. How about a system of money that you actually have control that is non-confiscatable, that is actually private, where every coin on that blockchain is the same value as every other coin. Again, fully fungible. That's the future of money. And and believe me, the Silicon Valley Bank collapse really kind of you know kicked me in the pants on this one. It was like, wow, the the, the entire Western financial system is broken. And it's going to come crashing down. And I think that's why you're seeing more people look at crypto and move into crypto. And, and frankly, I think it's a wise move. I'm, look, I'm a big advocate of gold and silver, as you know, but you can't you know, teleport gold to somebody across the internet and you can't carry you know, 100 grand worth of silver in your pockets. You can try, but you're going to move slowly and you won't be able to get across a border without getting robbed. Mm-hmm. But you can put a 20 seed password in your head and you can cross borders with a hundred grand worth of epic cash or Bitcoin or whatever, or Monero, whatever it is, and you can you can survive economically on the other side. So in this environment where we're gonna have global refugees, we're gonna have hyperinflationary collapse, we're gonna have de-dollarization, suddenly crypto technologies make a lot more sense from the, a utility point of view, not a speculation point of view, just raw utility, giving it value than ever before in the history of crypto. That's where I think we are. 
Yeah. And I'll say one last thing about Bitcoin. Uh, you know, Gary Gensler, in my view, is a snake, former Goldman Sachs. He did nothing when he was the head of the CFTC to rein in the criminal manipulation via the paper markets of gold and silver. That's right. Nothing at all. And now he's the head of the SEC and he's very adversarial, very vicious, very uh, he does not like crypto, evidently. And uh, people will say, well, what if they ban Bitcoin? Gensler already has, I think, acquiesced to agree that Bitcoin is property. So Bitcoin is the one thing that is not going to be seized, and they can't get it even if they tried. They can't stop it even if they tried. I want to pay it forward, though, guys, and show the websites here. One of the best men in the truth business, Mike Adams. Here's the website over here, guys, brighteon.com. That is the censorship-free platform for video and, of course, the granddaddy site, naturalnews.com, defending health, life, and liberty. And, Mike, you've been at this even longer than Dell Bigtree, who does a great job when it comes to vaccines. When it comes to all the truth-telling you've done, you're right up there with Alex Jones in my book. And as I told you in a phone conversation when we were setting up this interview, where would we be without Alex Jones and Mike Adams? I mean that sincerely, man. Well, well, thank you, Sean. That that means a lot coming from you. And, and you know, you are on the same team. We're on team humanity here. We're fighting for the future of human civilization. And and that, that's not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. Uh, if we don't defeat the evil that is infesting our world, we really will not have a sustainable civilization template uh, from which anything, you know, from which we'll even have generations uh, of children. So we we have to draw the boundary right here and say look you know governments can try if, if you don't mind can i can i go another couple minutes here on this oh question? my god by all okay? means of course yeah all right um governments can try to ban decentralized cryptocurrency they can say they ban it but they can't actually do it if it's properly decentralized this is what's critical to understand the truly decentralized systems, whether it's crypto or executable code or peer-to-peer video distribution systems, can only be segmented by governments. They can't actually be banned or confiscated. They can say it's illegal to use it, uh, but they can't prove that you even have it. That's the point. For example, if you start mining Epic Cash, and uh, as part of my due diligence process, I set up a little mining operation to, to see if it's actually working like they say it does with the, the prog pow and the random X algorithm. So I mined, I think, like three coins and just, just to see that it, it can be done. Well, guess what? Those three coins, nobody in the world knows that I have those three coins. No government. There's no history of those coins ever being in, in existence. Uh, no history of them ever being used before. Same thing is true with Bitcoin. If you mine Bitcoin and you actually get freshly minted Bitcoin, there's no history to those coins. Those are fresh coins. Nobody knows you have them until you use them. Now, Bitcoin's a public blockchain. Epic Cash is private. So in Epic, you can, you can keep using them and they remain completely private. But the point is, governments can't take what they can't control and what they don't even know you have. So you can end up having a wallet of, of you know, all kinds of different cryptocurrencies that hold some level of value because of the utility, not the speculation. Let me be clear. And that could be your saving grace when the banks shut down and the bail-ins happen and the bank holidays come in and they put withdrawal restrictions. Oh, you can't take out more than $1,000 a day and your money's increasingly worthless anyway because food inflation is doubling every year. What if you had this unconfiscatable wallet of a, a backup supply that is completely portable? That's what decentralized money actually means today. Government can't take it because they don't even know you have it. Understand? 
And, and that's, that's why these centralized exchanges are not part of the ecosystem that I recommend. Don't, don't put all your eggs in the centralized KYC exchanges where it's all tied to your social security number and all that nonsense. You can start there, but you got to bridge it into something that's truly private. So thanks for letting me answer that question. Well, yeah, no, you sparked another thought here. And by the way, I've been saying this a lot, quoting this from Proverbs. Guys, the reason we're having this conversation, and you can hear a little bit of despair in my voice. I'm very serious in my tone about all this stuff because these people are Luciferians. They are demon rats. They are rhinos that seek to destroy our nation. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people mourn. And I'm in mourning over this coup that occurred. That's but right. uh, I, one question I did just think of that I wanted to follow up with you, so thanks for flushing that out further about uh, crypto, yeah. is, you know, is it time for a guy like you and others who are very knowledgeable about this to start meeting with governors and talking about ways to save us from a dollar collapse like Max Kaiser is doing in El Salvador, which has now made Bitcoin legal tender? untaxable legal tender. El Salvador is turning things around really quickly by what it's doing with this young president. And uh, Max Kaiser is an advisor to the president when it comes to Bitcoin. We need guys like you maybe now talking to our government, our governors, telling them in the red states, here's what you need to do to save your state when the dollar dies. Uh, I'll answer that question, Sean, by saying no comment. (laughs) All right. All righty. That's a yes. (laughs) Okay. All no, right. It's a, it's a no comment. That's that's what that is. All right, sir. Well, but uh, uh, God save Texas. <laughs> God save Texas. Greg, Adda, Greg, Greg Abbott, are you listening? All right. Maybe Greg Abbott has already listened to our friend Mike Adams. Guys, the website's naturalnews.com, brightian.com, a patriot scientist, author, occasional InfoWars co host, and truth teller. Mike Adams, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sean. God bless you. God bless you. And friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Couldn't do it without you, friends. We love you. Thank you so much. And for real news every single day, please visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. What's happening is money is piling into uh, the one month because people don't want to go out more than 30 days. Good God. They don't know whether the system's going to be held together, uh, you know, 60 days, 90 days. But the shortest that they can buy is 30 days. So that's what they're buying. So, I mean, it's game over. It's, it's from a financial standpoint, it's Banana Republic. From a rule of law standpoint, it's Banana Republic. From a morals and ethics standpoint, it's Banana Republic.